This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 372 for the week of January 18th, 2015. What up, Heios? Welcome back to Kanzen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kanzen Shu. Right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit, oh, the entertaining. It is wonderful to be back. I don't think we had a show at all in December. That's rare yeah. for us, <laughs> but we, uh, we are back here to kick off the yes. new year. My name is Mike Vegito EX, joining me across the very large body of water all the way from japan julian yes saiya jedi what's up buddy oh you know not too much sunday night work tomorrow finally glad to get back on doing the podcast thing and that's right i guess in japan you wouldn't have martin luther king day off no unfortunately but it's no classes because the third year students are getting ready to have their tests so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's been a while for us. So what we're going to do this episode, uh, the last episode of any year or the first episode of a year, somewhere around there, what we'd like to do is do a recap of some of the biggest stories from the last calendar year. Then we check in on any predictions we made that last year, see how we did, see how terrible we are with them. And then we make new predictions. And that is what we got for you this episode. I know in many years past, in some of the slower years, what we would do is actually go monthly by month and highlight some of the biggest stories but <laughs> dragon ball yeah you just start chuckling dragon ball has been so busy these last few years that i'm not entirely sure what we've done every episode for the last couple of years but i know somewhat recently and what we'll be doing this episode is just covering some of the overall biggest stories of the year i did put up what the top five new stories were in terms of consensu traffic and social media conversations and all that stuff so we'll talk about those five and then julian you and i will maybe pick one or two others that we think were important, maybe didn't get the largest amount of traffic, but were still significant in the overall year of Dragon Ball for 2014. Um, then we'll talk predictions. We'll make new predictions. We got a lot of your predictions from Twitter last night. Uh, I got predictions from Heath, actually. And Jake said, well, I don't really make predictions, so he's keeping it safe. So, Julian, <laughs> you and I will make our own. We'll check in on everyone. I was actually talking with Mary this morning. She's got one or two things that I will toss oh, okay. in when relevant as well. Uh, before we get to all that we do have some news catch up to do we would love to talk with you about the new movie check-in since the last time we talked let's do a news recap Julian, since the last time we talked here on the show, I think we're pretty much going to pick up with the trailer and go onward from there. And in case you couldn't guess that teaser was the biggest story of 2014. Yeah. I'm not entirely surprised. Uh, so why don't we start at the beginning a little bit, do that quick review of what this actually is, and then we'll talk about the newest of news. Julian, Fukatsu no F. Yes, Fukatsu no F. And I, I do have to ask, how yeah. would you translate the title? Well, I'd suppose the revival of F, F Resurrected, F Reborn. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on. So it's a new movie coming this year. Is it coming? I already forgot the release date. I can't believe I'm, I'm doing this. Is it April? April 18th. Thank you. <laughs> Battle of is March 30th. I have that burned into my memory, but <laughs> I haven't quite gotten to the revival of F release date yet. So that's coming. Uh, as opposed to Battle of Gods, which was an original concept by Toei and had a separate script writer, all that kind of jazz. Uh, Tori 
Toriyama came to it later. And yeah, he threw out pretty much everything and did a lot of it himself. This time it is coming straight from Toriyama from the get-go. He is credited not only as the character designer, but as the writer, I guess you would say. Is it scenario that he's credited with? Well, the scenario or the screenplay, if you want to be fancy. So that's coming straight from him. Uh, the director this time, very interesting choice, Tadayoshi Yamamuro, who we've had as an animator, animation supervisor, animation director in the past. He's actually yes. directing the movie. And he has no prior directorial experience. Odd slash interesting choice, to be sure. Uh, yes. And then in terms of other stuff we knew at this point, just Frieza's coming back. We have Tagama and Sorbet, some remnants of Frieza's army, kind of phrase we've heard before, and yeah. uh, the Jump hmm. Super Anime Tour special, Dragon Ball Online as well. Coming back, we have the worst wish in history. This is truly despair that we have upon us, and I think that mostly catches us up to where we are with uh, our first look. The biggest story of the year, which we'll get to shortly, was the tease for it on Mezamashi TV. And then we did get the actual trailer that they were teasing. So we're going to yes. pick up there. Now, Julian, there was a slight change in Frieza's wording. We got a quote in character from Frieza before, and that quote was exactly the same, except for one word when it came to be uh, actually spoken aloud in the trailer. What was the difference there? Yes. So... In the V-Jump preview that they had, it said, Which means, uh, allow me to show you my further transformation. But then when we get to the trailer, he actually says, which means my further evolution or progression. Gotcha. So slight change in wording there. And I think as we've come to find out, the recording for the trailer isn't even necessarily recording for the movie itself. <laughs> so that could be changed back maybe even in the final film. Uh, we had a lot of that with Battle of Gods as well. We had things that were spoken in the, uh, the, the preview trailer that weren't in the theatrical cut and then were yes. in the extended cut. And then we had a line, was it Piccolo? Someone said the, the big thing that people argue about destroying yes. uh, that wasn't in anything again after that anyway. Yes, uh, creating worries about the fate of the, the Earth and then Piccolo tells him that uh, the whole galaxy is in danger. Right, which like that. wasn't it's in the not movie. Not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we may have a case like that here where who knows how much of this dialogue will make its way to the final film, but did want to toss that out. Uh, along with a lot of this stuff, we did get some more cast confirmations. I think the most significant one here for us and listeners and readers is that Norihito Sumitomo is coming back for musical composition duties. He debuted in Battle of Gods for the musical score there and then uh, moved over to doing the Majin Buu arc of Dragon Ball Kai. So we do have Sumitomo back for music. And I think I've made my thoughts on <laughs> Sumitomo quite clear since uh, Battle of Gods and into the Buu arc, which I still have not seen a single minute of, if you can believe it. Wow. Yeah. Dragon Ball fan number one right here. I just leave it to Heath. Uh, um, so, Julian, let's talk about the, the trailer itself, because this was the biggest thing. We got actual animation here. Uh, what were yes. your initial thoughts having seen the new trailer for the new movie? It was okay. Um, <laughs> Very excited here. It, it got across the point, although I felt like the animation itself was not stunning. I've been worked up for the movie already, so it was it was nice seeing Vegeta and Goku in those you new know, uniforms in action and a little glimpse of Beerus mm -hmm. who appeared to be doing something like sneezing and causing a bit of destruction perhaps <laughs> right. without context, so we don't really know. So there's intriguing bits, there's Kamisenin fighting, which is always interesting, but yeah, I think everything is sort of from here on out 
sort of thing. But the most curious thing to me was that Frieza is depicted in his first form. Yeah, yeah. In a couple of scenes. What does that mean? Is he coming back in that first form and then just going to... Yeah, I'm really curious. Will he transform straight to the final form that we know? Or are we going to get a little in-between transformation sequence again? I'm looking forward to whatever they do there. Yes, Kredidin will... Have a, a moment when the horns come out. <laughs> right. Just run away. Well, that's a great transition. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about the trailer just yet. So uh, we'll hold tight for more animation previews. But you mentioned yes. the character there. We have new designs for two characters. Who we got? We're, and yes. first off, were you on Team Gohan or were you on Team Yamcha? Uh, I thought it was Yamcha at first. I would too, yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that it's actually Gohan who is wearing a tracksuit, a green tracksuit. Because, according to reports, he can't find his actual dolgi. He's wearing a tracksuit and sneakers. Yeah, but, you know, he can still fight. The other people think people argue about is the fact that he's wearing glasses and his hairstyle is different but uh we're assuming that it's a couple of years after the last movie we don't have an official confirmation of the time frame but he's got a young daughter doesn't always have the time to do proper grooming in the morning <laughs> you speak from experience not always the, the you know if, if he's not going to work that day maybe not any particular motivation to put on regular clothes right or necessarily shave even so and if if we're talking scholar here maybe he's got a little work from home going on or just heading into the office for a little bit we don't know leave him yeah. alone leave gohan alone all right yeah. who's the other character all right <clears throat> so the other one is kredin who in the off time between uh battle of gods and the end of the series has not only shaved his head but joined the police um we don't know exactly where officially but the badge says scpd which lends the idea that perhaps it's satan city police department right and why would that not be south city uh because south city in japanese is minami no miyako which would be mm that being said we've seen plenty of english correlations but i don't think we've ever seen south city written in our alphabet have we i don't think so but we did see east city uh written as hm or higashi no miyako Okay, so there you the go. Galactic Patrolman. So gotcha. he's coming from Toriyama, he'll probably follow the same pattern. Right, and Chaco is recent enough that, all right, that yes. follows through quite quite well. Yes. Okay. So it's not something city in, in Japanese. It's no Miyako, which is metropolis or capital or city. I know Jake was actually talking about that with Chaco recently, where between the different translators in Dragon Ball and now in Chaco, we've had city, metropolis, uh, capital written different ways. And I think he made a good point that, uh, especially going into Jocko, if you didn't know what Jocko was, would you necessarily draw those correlations uh, with all the different ways it's been translated? Uh, Satan City is unambiguously Satan yeah, City because I think it's so. written in English, even in the manga. So that's right. That's what we're thinking, but we don't have any official confirmation yet. But anyway, he gets to ride around on an air scooter, which looks kind of like an old Honda Motocompo, but turned sideways. But Maybe you don't know what one of those is. Nah, no clue. <laughs> no, it was sold alongside the original Honda City, and um, Toriyama drew it a few times in Dr. Slump. Anyway. Uh, that's right. You did a massive amount of research into Toriyama's technological vehicular drawings lately. Yeah. So... All righty. Um, let's move on to music, something that I think we were all predicting and hoping for because it just made sense from a pay it forward kind of respect. And that's Maximum the Hormones song F will be used as a battle song during the movie. So that's very exciting to hear uh, that in turn inspired Toriyama to name the movie and possibly story in the movie the way it is. So to see them get their due paid is nice. Have it included. Yes, they're incited. And the funny thing is, and actually I'm 
translating this at the moment is that they had their 2013 album, mm-hmm. which is called the Oshu Fukushu, which includes the 2008 single songs on there. And there's a little interview part where the couple of members of the band are talking with uh, representatives of the record label. And offhand, they mention uh, the thing where Toriyama came to their concert and that wouldn't it be weird if it eventually gets used somewhere, yeah. like officially? Nice. And I think it's it's Dio who says, no, 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 that's no way that's going to happen. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, at this point, F is kind of an old song. And to have it resurface again, that that's really great for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Toriyama's 60 years old this year, so. <laughs> yeah, what does he care about current? It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I'm almost 30 and I, I have no idea what the popular songs are. In, oh, you're so America young and cute. Japan. I love it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Speaking of young and cute, in addition to Maximum the Hormone, uh, who is this group? I mean, I do kind of know them. They're they're an idol group. They follow in the footsteps of other things like Majin Gazetto and Dragon Ball Z, and that yes. they're Momoyo Clover Z. And the, apparently the naming is maybe a sidelong reference to the series, but also other things that ha- carry the Z, like the aforementioned giant robot so- show yeah, and what yeah. have you. But they're an idol group. They're not really that knowledgeable on idol groups, but from what I understand, they're one of the more silly type things where they enjoy just having fun and getting people into the concert rather than being quite so creepily exploitative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do as an idol group to break the mold of being an idol group, but I suppose yes. this is as much as you can do. So Right. So cool. Well, they're contributing a song, and that's yes. really all we know right now is that, yep, they're going to have a song in the movie. They're going to have a song. They'll surprise us all, and it's just going to be Moon Pride. <laughs> They'll just play that instead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you don't know, they most recently contributed the opening theme to Sailor Moon Crystal, Moon Pride, uh, which I, I know I was talking about recently in response somewhere. It was actually written, composed. I, I want to assume it's pronounced Revo, R-E-V-O, who uh, is a well-known composer, performer over in Japan. Uh, I'm, I'm very confused. I don't know if the band is Linked Horizon or Sound Horizon or if that refers to only something when produced in conjunction with something else. Regardless, he composed the score for Bravely Default on 3DS and it's amazing. So I'm kind of hoping that he gets re-involved with the group here to do something for the show. And then uh, who's the Megadeth guitarist that they work with often? Oh, what's his name? Or have not, worked with. It, it's not It's not Mustaine. It's it's the other guy. Uh, Friedman. Friedman. Marty Friedman. Marty there Friedman. There we go. We go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've worked with him. So, uh, yay. Hopefully we get some cool guitar work. Yes. We don't know anything. All right. That pretty much brings us to today. And at this point, we just know there's a preview screening that you can enter in next month's V-Jump issue. Or I guess it's coming out soon. So it's no longer next month. It's a couple days. Yes. So this this month's V-Jump issue, which is the March issue because it's always post-dated by two months, right. will have information about preview screenings. We're not sure if they will have a date, but they will have opportunities for you to enter for a chance to attend one. We, we know this because of the preview on the website for V-Jump, basically. Then in addition to that, the last bit uh, that's being announced is that Toyotaro of Dragon Ball Heroes Victory Mission fame and of Toybles Dragon Ball AF 99.99999% sure there, uh, is going to be... Yeah, don't tell anyone. No one knows. Uh, he will be doing a three-part manga adaptation slash preview slash something for Revival of F. And Julian... Yes. 
mean, that doesn't start in this particular coming issue, but it's announced in this issue to then start the following issue, right? Yes. It's okay. going to start in the April issue, which is coming out in February. And altogether, it's supposedly supposed to cover just the first part, or Joban is what they say in the ad. Gotcha. So probably going to be a bit like the SD Battle of Gods thing, but maybe a bit more detailed and maybe we'll say faithful instead of silly and the movie right. was pretty silly too yeah we ago. don't know anyway uh, no i'm sorry i forget who's asking about it on our forum but they're like isn't this gonna spoil the movie and so i pointed back to oishi's i think it was about 12 pages that battle of gods yeah. sd comic that she did and it did come out before the movie but it covered pretty much everything that we already knew about the movie and we even had some i think preview clips from the movie ahead of its theatrical debut so it was the kind of thing where it's we're seeing what we know and how much can it spoil i mean if you're really into it like i'm assuming most people are who are reading and digesting it um it's just kind of reinforcing what you already know getting you hyped for it and since it's going to run three issues by the time the third chapter comes out i think the movie will be out by that point so that's how that schedule is working yep Alrighty, I think that catches us up on Revival of F News. Good to catch up there. Uh, yes. You can keep up with everything on the website. Uh, we have a tag set up, DBZ Movie 2015. You see any story, click the tag. You can browse through all the news archives so you can stay up to date that way. Julian, let's talk about some of the top stories of 2014. So I guess we'll work with uh, most popular backward as opposed to how on the site I posted 54321. We already talked about it, and that was the Mezumashi right. TV preview of the teaser slash trailer, which then came in full, I think just a day or so later. But that was yeah. far and away the biggest story of the year, of the whole year, in total wow. numbers, posted on December 4th. And it was not <laughs> even a contest. Number two was not even close. This was the biggest thing of the year. Wow. I mean, I enjoyed seeing the new trailer, but that's that's some incredible numbers. I guess everybody's just really chomping at the bit for whatever they can get. Yeah, it's the first actual look at animation. So even though it was a teaser for the trailer that then came shortly thereafter, the trailer itself didn't crack the top five. It was the <laughs> teaser from Mezumashi TV that uh, blew everyone away. I mean, that just gets everyone coming out of the woodwork to, to see the new animation. So that was clearly it. So then some other stuff. I mean, most of these are just updates about the movie. The, the second story was Toei opening the website, and that's when we started getting some information about um, like who's in it and some of those character yes, designs. we got a hint about the staff and the cast. Right. Worst version history, beginning of despair, that kind of stuff on there. So that got people going. So, but you know, especially early on when there's little information, people will take whatever they can get. And that was a big boost, I think, for some people. Yeah, definitely well, was. What is the worst wish? Wait, Goku's got an evil smirk on that first flyer. Maybe oh, it means... stop, stop. Don't, okay. don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> and they're just impersonating yes. that guy, but don't be that guy. Yes, there were some interesting rumors that flew about and were reported as fact over that time, weren't there? Uh, all right, Julie, moving on. The number three story was the confirmation, finally, that, yes, the boot arc is real. It's coming back, and yes. uh, it's coming on TV in April. And it did. Gotta tell you, um, probably the worst kept secret in Dragon Ball history. Definitely. Uh, probably the second worst kept secret is that Funimation already has it. <laughs> well, yeah, at this point. I think <laughs> third on the list of worst kept secrets is probably uh, new voice actor for Frieza in the Funimation dub or some of the other bad secrets that we've had. I think yes. th those are kind of the top three. All right. Anyway, so the uh, the announcement of its return. I mean, Kai has just been a debacle beginning to end. I mean, yes. the Boo are coming five years 
years after it started in Japan, after an enormous break. It's yes. kind, kind of unprecedented in all ways. Yes, it's, it's so bizarre. And this time we've got a new composer who clearly didn't have the same budget or resources <laughs> for the score of Battle of Gods, which he also did. Banging things out on that same keyboard that a certain other replacement composer was working oh, from. Oh boy. Yeah, tell you what. We've got in-house restoration by Toei, which seems to have the same color calibration problems as the Dragon Box. <laughs> if not worse. Yeah, well, worse actually, because <laughs> they're taking the, the film masters, which had issues of their own, which they you know, put out as is, which is, I, I suppose, admirable in a certain way, and right. mucked about with the colors until they got something completely different. Also <laughs> wrong. <Yeah. laughs> oh, and and it's in 16 by 9 only. <laughs> Let no one say. We don't criticize the Japanese releases. Let yes. no one say. All right, let's leave it alone because it's a disaster. <laughs> the number four story <laughs> yes. was uh, V-Jump actually unveiling the new movie in development. Of course, that's going to be a huge story. Uh, and yes. Indeed it was. And I think part of the story here was, yeah, it was also mentioned in things like Weekly Jump and Psycho Jump. But the way that the release cycles are working and the way that Psycho Jump has kind of turned into, we don't even know what's going on. And we'll hit that up with some prediction stuff. But V-Jump is the biggest promotional vehicle for Dragon Ball right now. Yes. And that goes back to the days of when it first started back yeah, in the its whole 90s. Point. It, it, yeah, it's, it's a multimedia promotional magazine. It's not purely a video game magazine. It covers a variety of subjects. And the idea is to cross-pollinate and get people hyped to buy stuff. Uh, that was all... Torishima's idea, yeah, Toriyama's yeah. first editor. Even back in the 90s, once V-Jump was a thing, starting in 1993 when it went monthly, most of the animation-related stuff uh, went over to V-Jump. So you didn't have quite as in-depth movie preview type stuff in Weekly Jump proper. So this ca carrying on that role. And we see these days Weekly Jump, you know, whenever the next issue or two comes out, they usually do a condensed one-page review of some of the most recent information. We, we see that all the time with uh, movie and game news over in Weekly Jump. And hey, speaking of games, cracking in the top five here, and I thought it was an interesting choice for any of this stuff to get in there, but Dragon Ball Xenoverse did make the top five stories of the year, and that's with Future Warrior screenshots from Dragon Ball Xenoverse wasn't even yes. necessarily a big story about the game. It was just a, a better look at the future warrior. And we got uh, Super yes. Saiyan transformation shots and that kind of stuff here. I think that's what was really throwing people. I don't know. I'm looking for an analogy. I can't really come up with something right now. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> who is this mysterious character who can go Super Saiyan? Who wears a scouter? You just said Saiyan and you're in Japan and you're Julian. I'm shocked. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm imitating. Oh, okay. And, okay. <laughs> and who wears a Capsule Corporation outfit and who has Piccolo's cape. The 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 number one self-insert <laughs> Mary Sue character in everybody, every, everybody's Dragon Ball fanfic. <laughs> I can't believe there was anyone who honestly didn't figure out ahead of time that it was a created character. Like, how could you not tell? It was so obvious. There are people like, oh, maybe it's someone from the future timeline. That's, I mean, like, yeah, it is, but clearly, come on. It's all the yes. worst character designs thrown together into a nothing yes. person. It's the character that you would make if you're 12 years old. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we all did. The best of every other character. Except I wasn't 
12 when I got into the series. I was 16, but I was probably, okay, and I can't difference. draw. So uh, I was drawing stick figures. So it's like, this is a cape. All right, Julian, those were the top five stories in terms of traffic and social media conversations and shares and all that kind of stuff calculated and thrown together on Kanzenshu in particular. Of course, other sites probably had different kinds of traffic. Uh, I know Anime News Network put up their top stories of the year. And uh, in terms of Dragon Ball, it was the same kind of thing that you saw up there in terms of the types of stories. So uh, Dragon Ball is a huge thing. Julian, were there any other stories from the year that you thought were pretty significant that uh, didn't necessarily crack the top five or maybe even the top 10, but were really huge and really important? To me? Uh, well, I would say probably, for example, the 12 Boo Mysteries thing from the or from psycho jump earlier in the year yeah you know i actually mentioned this in the update because uh it's half news half content and actually i think would have been the number six story there yeah and it's one of those things where toriyama throws out random stuff that's okay sure what how about this and it's, it's funny because there's some really interesting stuff in there that completely makes sense and there's some other stuff in there it completely contradicts the things that he said before. Yeah, what was some of the big stuff from this particular, and I guess we should say 12 Boo Mysteries, that's a pun there, instead of, yes. it, it involves Boo era stuff, but 12 Boo is just our word 12. So there's some stuff about Super Saiyan and how Goku probably won't use the higher levels of it from now on. Sure. There's also okay. some things about the origins of Boo. Right. And random stuff like the spell that Bobby D used to unseal him or something like that mm. there's also the history of mr satan and oh, how right. he came to be the world champion and uh also the the one that people argue over because it completely contradicts previous explanations is the thing about the kaioshin yeah yeah here's a new history here's a different new history here's another new history that reverts back to the other new history that's been toriyama this last year so it's funny um uh, but i think also other news is um that really stands out to me is Dragon Ball Minus. Yeah, you know, it was kind of far down on the list. It would have made maybe a top 15 or maybe not even that, maybe a top 20 uh, in terms, well, there were so many stories about it, but uh, the one in particular that probably would have cracked the top 20 was the actual release date and real first look at the story, that kind of stuff. But yes. uh, yeah, Julian, Dragon Ball Minus, I know we've talked about Jocko so much. I really encourage yes. people to check out our 30th anniversary magazine that we did for Dragon Ball. Uh, I, I repurposed my Jocko review in the magazine, but Julian, yeah. you also had a, a one page. We just called it One Last Look. Just another take on what Jocko means as a story and in relation yes. to Dragon Ball. And uh, so I encourage people to check that out, but talk it out for me a little bit. Dragon Ball minus its significance here. Yes. So it's the story of Bardock and who he was as a person and the circumstances behind Goku's being sent to Earth, which might be a little different from what you assume. About. <laughs> a little bit. So it's it's been the root of many heated arguments already. And I think for, for what it is, it's not bad, but it, it doesn't have the room to expand on things so things just sort of happen instead of feeling important yeah things happen instead of progressing to happen you know yes. you and i talked about it lance has been on the show talking about bardock and we talked about minus a little bit there although we tried mm. to avoid too many spoilers and that kind of stuff and uh lance also wrote a great article about bardock you can check out in the magazine so please do check that out for this very nice holistic take review thing whatever you want to call it on bardock but yeah dragon yeah. ball minus just we we'll get to predictions we were kind of expecting Expecting something else, but I think 
its actual contents through us for a little bit of a loop there. Yeah, but I mean, just think about that. It's 2014 and you've got Toriyama writing something by his own hand that is not only not only new, but branded as Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. not just incidentally Dragon Ball, but drawing yeah, Bardock yeah. and Goku and Frieza. Yeah. You know, something um, that I thought was kind of interesting to pop up, this maybe would have hit a top 10, believe it or not, was actually Dragon Ball RPG boyhood arc coming to Android and iOS, and nothing really came of this. I think after little experiments like Tap Battle to see, oh, an RPG is coming, and then for it to just not really be anything of any significance that anyone really talked about. I mean, part of that was the fact that it didn't get localized. Uh, we do have yeah. the upcoming was it Dokkan battle that's supposed to be localized worldwide and we're still not seeing any fruits of that game's production. But uh, I, it's kind of crazy that I think people are looking for that Dragon Ball mobile experience in the worldwide market and they're just kind of not delivering. Yeah, um... I mean, on the one hand, some of these things might be time intensive. I mean, if you yeah, have an RPG, there's a lot of text. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, so many assets from that game are reused from other places. <laughs> they really are, yeah, yeah. Surely they could spare the expense to do something else with the money they're not spending on other parts of it. Yeah, just as I'm doing out the numbers here, I think that would have cracked the top 10 stories. Clearly, there's an interest in this, and I think they're just leaving money on the table there. I mean, the the mobile market is mature at this point. There's definitely money to be made. Uh, I think we can't move on from 2014 without talking about Broly, believe it or not, and all the... (laughs) Julian. I get a visual of Julian just sulking his head down here. (laughs) Uh, Broly is the gift that keeps on giving, is he not? (laughs) Um, his power is maximum. I mean, we've got transformations up to Legendary Super Saiyan 3, and now we've got Golden Ozaru, Great Ape Broly. Do we have, like, combination Super Saiyan 4 slash Great Ape Broly? I don't even really know what it is at this point, but it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that Dragon Ball Heroes is really good at, it's taking every last fan crack kind of transformation with random characters and making it come true. I am honestly surprised we have not seen Zycor show up in Heroes yet. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it seems like sometimes fan fiction in the way that things work. At least the cameo. I'm I'm actually honestly surprised we haven't seen the little hideaway panel, but I guess he doesn't want to risk it. It's maybe too much of that last confirmation about who he is. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, just Dragon Ball Heroes. I mean, that's the larger story, not Broly. Broly is not the story Dragon Ball Heroes is. Uh, It's continued success into four years here, and we're going to be hitting a fifth year this next year. Uh, That's right. We're on the fourth major update series with the God Mission coming soon. It's a surprise success. We've been saying it for a couple of years now. We're continually surprised by it. I think Bandai Namco is equally continuously surprised by it. They're like, people will keep buying? Yeah, have they had uh, a Dragon Ball Karda series this successful since the original? No, because they keep rebooting it every couple of years. Well, uh, they keep they kept rebooting it every couple of years. I think we've talked about this. They had the Bakuretsu Impact. Uh, what were some of the other names that they had for things back then? Mm, I'm totally blanking on them. I think there was them. a double Bakuretsu Impact. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Dragon Battlers. Dragon Battlers, yeah. right. That was the predecessor. That's where we started getting the new Super Saiyan 3. We actually got Super Saiyan 3, Vegeta, and Broly in Dragon Battlers leading up to Raging Blast, and then things transitioned into Dragon Ball Heroes on the card front. But yeah, Dragon Battlers kind of set the stage. That's uh, where they were testing out the new transformations, and then they said, well, let's just do it. 
and it worked out for them. So, Julian, those were some of the biggest stories of the year, some of what we thought were some of the most significant. I do want to kind of run down what some of the top content pages on Konzenshu were. I think that gives a good glimpse into what people are looking at and interested in. Probably no surprise, our main translations page is the number one page on the site. Yes. No surprise there. Uh, the yes. Animation Styles Guide, always popular. That's our number two most popular page on the site. And, you know, things trickle down into the individual animators from there. Something that I'm both surprised and not surprised about and really proud of is that our Dragon Ball GT ending analysis in the little tidbits section is the third most popular page on Kanzenshu in 2014. Really? Yeah. How old is it again? I don't remember. It's a long time ago. <laughs> That's a page that existed on Daizenshu EX. Uh, we did a podcast episode about it. I think when the podcast was still in double digits, so that can tell you how long ago it was. It was like episode 99 or I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm talking out my butt. I don't remember. But that page, I mean, the question is always what happens to Goku? Sometimes where did Goku go at the end of GT? All those questions. I mean, we just got the SEO wrapped up on that shiz right there. It's uh, always yeah. well performing. And then things trickle down. We've got the intended endings guide that's always popular. That's oh, always course. getting linked across the internet far and wide. Glad that uh, Heath and Jake really put the effort into that. And then you got episode guide stuff and the podcast in there as well. Uh, those are some yeah. of the most popular pages on the site. So thank you for checking out all that content. It gives us a, a good glimpse at what we should be working at in terms of what you're interested in. And generally, we just ignore that and do what we want anyway. But <laughs> It tends to line up with what you want uh, at the same time. So kind of happy about that. Yep. All righty, dude. You ready to check out last year's predictions? Oh, yes. So let's take a look. All right. I think last year it was just you and I that contributed predictions. So we'll reverse each other's stuff here and we'll comment on them. Uh, and then this year we do have new predictions from you, from myself, from Heath. Jake gave us nothing. <laughs> and then Mary gave me a couple things that I didn't write down, but I'll just note when we start talking about them. Um, so then to review last year's predictions, Julian, you said we will get the Boo Arc of Kai and contrary to what it was intended to be, it will be on TV. It will take over Toriko's time slot April-ish and it will reunite the Dream 9 block with One Piece and Dragon Ball and then you said that you hope they would capitalize on it so that it's something people can buy rather than just being yep this is Dragon Ball again you nailed most of that except for that last part <laughs> yeah still nothing of note except for maybe Dragon Ball Heroes but that's not branded with Kai no in fact they took the Kai branding off of everything <laughs> yes it's back to Z for more stuff so uh, you kind of nailed it there. I mean, that's what everything was pointing to. It was a very safe prediction to make, but uh, the fact that you nailed so much of it, pretty good. You said Jocko will be released in Tankobone and digitally as the first phase in the 30th anniversary project for Dragon Ball. In terms of Jocko, there's going to be new material in it, but it might amount to just some illustrations or an interview rather than anything earth-shattering. You said there may be a colorized version uh, released digitally. So you're kind of half and half on this one. Uh, yeah. That is what we got. And in terms of the 30th anniversary, I feel like they really didn't capitalize on it that much. No, but I, I would see it as the opening salvo in the 30th anniversary. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There's a military metaphor in there somewhere, but I don't know. Uh, but of course, I completely never got minus. So that was something. <laughs> okay. I didn't <laughs> that's, expect. That's our response. That was a thing. Uh, Julian, you said we'll see something else for the 30th anniversary. You would like to say there would be a new movie announced, but we won't be that lucky. <laughs> I guess we were <laughs> lucky. 
I, I don't know if I'd like to say that necessarily, but well, we'll we'll get lots of mileage out of it, I'm sure. We will. Uh, you said that I think you're talking to Shueisha in particular here. They're going to re-release more stuff like the film anime comics. That was a curious thing this year. We got re-releases of what? Movie 8 and movie 12. Yeah. And that's it. Um. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't put out more. They put a few more out in the, the remix line, but mm-hmm. that's remix. It's available at convenience stores it's cheap you know while you have people's attention maybe you want to put out something that's a little bit more premium didn't they do a cheaper reprint of the battle of gods film anime comic too i mean i guess that counts that's uh they did was that remix though that was remix they also did movie nine and a couple of others okay oh yeah you're right there were a couple others they did like uh three in a row of double feature sort of things but they didn't do the whole shebang of everything no they just did reprints of a few of them and it the only difference was the covers so right right anyway you said funimation will announce battle of gods for the north american market fox will be involved but it's really Funimation and they're going to try for at least a limited theatrical release. Well, it was finally time for Battle of Gods and yeah, you get the, uh, the theatrical thing dead on there. They did do a very limited release. It was four days. A couple of the theaters did it a little later on or another day or two here and there, but that was uh, pretty much it. Yeah. Good job. I didn't expect that they would get the extended version. Well, we didn't know there would be an extended version. No, at the beginning of the year, we didn't yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> but even then, when we surprise. knew it existed, none of us expected that they would get it. I think we all thought they would put it out as is and if they could they would get the extended later on and do a re-release but the fact that we got it right from the start is almost the antithesis of dragon ball merchandising <laughs> where it sell us the same thing multiple times instead of selling us the best thing from the get-go yes yeah one last thing going back to shueisha here they're probably going to release some more of the full color comics tied in with the 30th anniversary it probably won't see the earlier arcs of the series just digital only so we did get to the end of the series yes we got to the end of boo what I didn't expect that there would be so much more Toriyama Q&A stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. And Julian, there, I think the reason this was a prediction was there was a break. We got the science stuff, and then we get the Frieza stuff, and then it kind of stopped for a while, right? Yeah, so we didn't know what would happen after that, but I kind of suspected they would continue, at least yeah. the, the Z-era stuff. And that's what we got. They went to the end of Boo, and then the first part of the series is still digital only in terms of color, right? Yeah, so there's an open question about what's going to happen with that. They did mention when they first started putting stuff out that for the time being... The mm-hmm. earlier arcs would be digital only. Now, some of the the earlier chapters have been colorized in that state for a long time. Like mm-hmm. they darted the idea of this project for these little sort of moving comic type clips that they had as part of the Jumpland project way, way back when I was in college. And then they eventually tried a little bit of a thing with uh, just putting up certain early full color chapters on the internet for free. And then that, that petered out, I think, into the second volume or somewhere like that. Yeah, it was pretty early. And then they just hung out, probably yeah. silently working away on them. Yeah, so it, I'm not sure what they're going to do with them. They're, I, I'll, I'll maybe discuss a few things in my predictions a bit later. But we'll All right, see. we'll get to that. All right, turn the tables. What did I have last year? Okay, Mike, first up, you said Viz will stick with it through the Frieza arc in w- the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, still, I still read it that way every time I see it. Yes, I, I don't know why Viz goes with that abbreviation, but they do. Maybe they assume that their demographics don't overlap. Right, maybe. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the the physical release won't get that far, though. Well, uh, you're half. half right. Yeah. Yes, the physical release of the Frieza arc for full color in English, we don't know. No, but also came. it didn't get a digital release either. No, they, they stuck with it to the end of the Cyan arc and... 
that was it. We kind of expected, all right, maybe they'll pick up print only from there on out, but that didn't happen. Yeah, so send your complaints to Viz, not us, please. That's Thank right. You. Next up, you said you still think we're going to get an updated Ultimate Mission on 3DS, the entire rest of Galaxy Mission, and now... Jaokuryu mission. So lots of new to cover, or lots new to cover, sorry. You know, I kept harping on this. I think they're they're going to put out like a, a DLC or a patch to do it, but Ultimate Mission did well enough that they just went full-on sequel, Ultimate Mission 2. Yeah. And I think that made total sense. So that's what we got, and you were right. You said it was a safe prediction last the, last year, which was 2013, but right. uh, 2014 would be the year we saw a sparking HD collection. Just need Neo and Meteor. Leave off the first game. It was, was there one? I don't think there was. <laughs> no, there wasn't. There was not. We did not get an HD collection. <laughs> uh, and now we're at the point where we've transitioned into the new next generation of consoles with the PS4 and the Xbox One. And yeah, there are some HD collections going there. I know Square Enix is porting their already made HD collection of Final Fantasy X and X-2 to PS4, even though it's already out on PS3 and Vita. Uh, I think that may be the only one where they're taking an existing HD collection and then going up. And then we've had things like more recent games from just the previous generation, like The Last of Us and Grand Theft Auto V going from 360 and PS3 to Xbox one and ps4 but this is something from the ps2 generation now that we have these new consoles and that they're doing well although not necessarily as well in japan as they are internationally but then internationally stuff does better as seen by budokai hd collection not even coming out in japan all this to say is sparking hd collection still a possibility and if so on which platform set or sets would they do a split gen cross gen thing i don't know anymore i think i'm gonna toss this out the window i think that ship has sailed then again I thought the Kai ship had shale. Shale. Yeah, I can't say these words in a row. Anyway, I was wrong. Moving on. Okay. Carrying on. You said that Funimation will just carry on with their current Blu-ray release. Not going to be canceled. They'll just stick with it. Nothing else exciting. Well, you were right. Yeah, I was right in terms of that. I mean, Battle of Gods is a little bit separate from that, but in terms of uh, just standard re-releases and releases, whatever you want to call them. Yep, that's what it was. So for better or worse, what happened? You said, I think this may be something you borrowed from your 2013 (laughs) predictions and you just stuck a tag on so you could keep it for 2014. (laughs) I did. You said, we are definitely, absolutely, finally going to hear about the Boo Arc of Kai. If they don't do it in 2013, is it going to matter anymore? Uh, Also the same for 20. 14. Yeah, and finally, well, they finally, did. finally, they did something. It took so long, but finally they made it. Does it matter? I don't know. The thing here was that we just knew they were working on it for so long. And it was, what are you guys doing with this? It's just sitting there. So finally, finally, it came out and you don't have to do that this year. No, I'm done with that one. Well, then we have Funimation and, and the Boo Arc. That's, that's <laughs> right. the next part of that. But anyway, moving on, uh, you said Funimation will announce they have Battle of Gods, but it will be pretty late in the year. Dragon Ball is the type of franchise where it's super mainstream and super casual. Thousands upon thousands of fans that they can sell to. It actually came earlier than I thought it would. I think it was going to be way later in the year, but uh, it was spring that we heard about Funimation having Battle of Gods and they're going to do that theatrical run for it. Of course, that theatrical run didn't happen until August. Maybe that's what I was thinking about 
in terms of when it would actually happen. The announcement came earlier, though, so that was good. Uh, and then in terms of the sales figures, the most recent episode of ANCAST over on Anime News Network, they had uh, Adam and Justin from Funimation on the show. And as expected, Battle of Gods was far and away the biggest seller for Funimation blowing everything else out of the water, not even close. Um, like we've been saying, Dragon Ball is the thing that brings out the anime fans, the casual anime fans, and the people who watch Dragon Ball on TV as a show that was on TV that they liked. And Battle of yeah. Gods was the newest part of that. And yep, everyone came out. Indeed they did. Moving on to more about Battle of Gods, you also predicted there would be more riots over Beerus's name. Yep. Did that pan out? Uh, it did. I, I think it's finally starting to cool down a little bit. Uh, I think people have finally come to terms with the fact that Bill is nothing. It is yes. nothing. It is literally nothing. Right. Well, the super casual fans have only been exposed to Beerus, basically. Yeah, yeah, right. The thing that always blows my mind about this is that you have the hardcore newish people insisting upon a spelling from a fan sub and rejecting the Funimation English name for the character. Like, what century are we living in here? <laughs> Yes, sixteen-year-old Mike strikes again. Uh, I don't know. In in a way, it kind of reminds us of how we might have been when we were oh, yeah. younger. Absolutely, it's a good but reminder. Being detached from it. <laughs> All right, Julian, I had crazy stuff. This yes. is my crazy so, stuff here. So your next prediction, uh, breaking the streak of uh, semi-accurate things, we are going to get a Dragon Ball Heroes OVA movie special. It will be about Go Tanks and Beat. Um, okay. I guess we got a special thing from Toyotaro. Yeah, we... Well, was that... That might have been the previous this, year. I think that was in 2013. Yeah. Maybe that's why so. I said it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was going to be Damn. made into animation. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. And next up, you said you joked about it, but you think Bardock will be revealed as the original Super Saiyan God. Well, luckily, no. But he did get some FaceTime there. Yeah, he did. I mean, everything that was happening at that point was really leading up to it. It sounds dumb now, but... If you go back to all the stuff that was happening at the time, it really seemed like we were heading in that direction, but it didn't. And Julian, I had one more. I was good on this one. Yes. So you return to a positive average here with Jacko home release will come out and we'll have further new material tying in with Dragon Ball even more. Yes, there it we did. Go. Sure did. All right. I'd, I'd say we did okay with our predictions from this last year? Yeah, I think they were by and large accurate. 2014 was this weird transition year where we had 2013 with Battle of Gods and 2014 then uh, toward the end here announcing new stuff for 2015. So we had stuff coming out that was a carryover from 2013 and now promoting 2015. So it was an interesting year to be sure. I know that's a dumb word to keep using, interesting, but that's truly what it was. So Julian, oh, you've added your new predictions to the list here. Great. Yes. The magic of Google Docs here. All right. All right, since we've been flipping back and forth, why don't you give me um, your predictions here? All right. <clears throat> so doing my predictions first, there will be a flood of ancillary materials, interviews, books, newspaper articles, etc. to come out alongside the new movie. I will once again nearly drown in my pile of unfinished translations, but perhaps the pile won't be quite as deep this time. Yeah, I kind of want to talk to you about this real quick. I feel like stuff is slow compared to what it was with Battle of Gods already at this point. Maybe, but I think that's just the perception because we're still getting like plot type updates remember the real huge deluge of stuff Mm -hmm. I think I want to say the Toriyama interview and everything else in the May 2013 issue of V-Jump which came out uh, in March yeah and 
for some reason, things leaked online like a couple weeks before it came out, which made it feel earlier, but that was when things just really started coming out one after the other. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, so maybe we got a little slow time here. Get rest. So next up, Shueisha capitalizes on the new movie to put out the rest of the full-color comics in print as well as digitally. As these chapters have existed in color the longest, the earliest dating back to the Jumpland days of, well, when I was in college, there may be further changes to bring them in line with later releases that then propagate back to the digital release in unannounced maintenance updates. <laughs> now, I yeah. say this because, uh, for example, the color scheme of Kaio, which was different early on in the digital release, then changed for full-color comics and then changed to the full-color comics in and basically an unmarked update on iBooks and other sources. So maybe there will be similar updates if there's a print release. I really have no idea, though. I'm looking forward to what you have to say next here. So next, Funimation finally announces Dragon Ball Kai the final chapters and starts the release cycle with the show airing on Cartoon Network's revived Toonami block in support. Fans seeking wares online have heated arguments about whose episode count for the Boo arc is correct, never realizing that they're both right, not to mention deserving of contempt. The company would want to get Revival of F out the door this year too, but a combination of licensing and practical issues will conspire to keep it from being released, if not announced, in North America until 2016. I got two things in here. Yeah, I think we need to reconfirm for people that there are two separate versions of Dragon Ball Kai that have been produced. The Japanese version that aired first was actually a further cut down version of what Toei was producing for the international market. And I'm I, my understanding is that at some point they kind of start lining back up again, but uh, for a while the episode count is drastically different. That's I don't know. It, it's funny slash painful especially for Heath, who has to catalog all this stuff. <laughs> right. And uh, so Kai is airing on Toonami right now, and you think when they're ready, they're just going to roll into the Boo arc. Maybe, although I think the schedule that they have it on right now, it'll take a while. Yeah, it so will. Maybe so maybe, maybe they'll skip ahead. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of jumping over to my predictions, but since we're talking about it, I think they'll uh, just do the home video release first, and when they get to it on TV, they get to it. You were also talking about the uh, new movie here. You think that uh, things will keep it at bay until 2016? Um, maybe. I mean, I, I think they want to get it out as soon as possible, strike while the iron is hot, but yeah, who yeah. knows? Gotcha. All right, moving on. Uh, this is a, a, a bit of an out-there prediction, but it surprises everyone by releasing the Kanzenban with a new translation of <laughs> the high price volume and the glut of other releases individual volumes viz big three in one full color so confuses fans that the books don't sell in its camp they decide to try their luck with the rest of the full color volumes instead but by then it's 2016 you are a funny funny man <sighs> oh, yeah that's, that's not happening Karma. man come on okay all right fine all right keep Keep going with the crazy. Toy Animation shocks everyone by premiering a Dragon Ball Heroes TV show in the Kai time slot on Fuji TV, coinciding with God Mission 1 of the arcade release. The story will be yet another alternate universe, completely independent of Victory Mission and with live-action segments featuring battle navigators Tsubasa and Momo giving tips on the, on the actual game. As crazy as this is, this is also entirely likely. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. I don't know. I, I, I think the live-action segments thing would be amusing. It reminds me of the old education cartoons yeah like, yeah like us tv in the 90s like oh what was it back to the future cartoon remember that oh yeah i sure do uh next up akira toriyama gets everyone's hopes up by teasing a new project which turns out to be working out the color scheme of a room in his house that he's painting 
Plot or character designs for a surprise sequel to Chrono Trigger. Uh, Julian, do you know there's actually two sequels to Chrono Trigger? Uh, I heard, but I don't think Toriyama was involved with either of them. No, he was not. No. One was uh, a Teleview only thing on the Super Famicom. I think ideas and music from it transferred over to Chrono Cross, which was on PS1. Anyway, I'm just being pedantic with you. What is your final prediction for the next year? Psycho Jump is unceremoniously brought down to a quarterly release schedule with zero changes to the amount or quality of content each month. Or, well, each issue. The last bit of Naoishi's spine art for the year is once again lost to the ether and never reprinted in the Dragon Ball SD volume. We will come back to this one shortly. Let me just leave that one on the table for uh, me to get to. So, my predictions for next year. No more full color from Viz. Absolutely nothing this year. Dot, dot, dot. Except something previewish in Digital Weekly Shonen Jump. Maybe just some Dragon Ball SD. And further, maybe, maybe those four original quarterly chapters, which right now seem lost to time. I mean, I feel like if they start the regular Dragon Ball SD, it's a fully serialized thing but if they just do the quarterly stuff they can stick it in whenever they need filler material uh like when oda's in the hospital again i mean taking his two weeks sabbaticals uh you know they they have time and space to fill even though they're trying to put in some other stuff into the mix but uh i think dragon ball sd is good filler material and those four quarterly chapters we've never seen reprinted since the original four as you predicting it's going back to quarterly shaikyo jump although if as long as we're on the subject of weekly yeah. shonen jump in uh, English. Yes. I do think that they do have a source of material that they can draw upon for their, their filler if they need filler, which would be the Shonen Jump Plus app, which has yep. a lot of things that are serialized for free and also contains a good number of one shots. Yeah, definitely. They could just stick in there if somebody wants to translate them. There's a few really good ones amongst some stuff that I can see why it's not in that regular magazine. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's not directly related to Dragon Ball, so... Sure, but it ties in. Cool. Uh, I think, as opposed to you, I think Funimation is able to announce Revival of F before the end of the calendar year this time, but it will be right at the end of the year. Uh, I think Fox is going to step back a little bit and realize that Battle of Gods did pretty well and just let Funimation be Funimation. Julian, I didn't have this listed here, but I think we both need to make predictions. What do you think Funimation is going to call the movie? Um... You think it's going to be mm. super basic? I could see them doing something just Return of Frieza. That could be the Return of the Revenge of Krilla's <laughs> little brother. I don't know. I know. We've had Returns and Revenge already with Kula, so I feel like they... Uh, maybe they don't even remember that they did that, so... But I think Frieza's Revenge... Frieza's Revenge is a great title, except for the fact that we've already had Kula's Revenge, or Revenge of yeah. Cooler. I don't remember how it was, but... Uh, so, do you have any thoughts? Will they name Frieza literally, or will they keep the F? I think it's better to brand it with Frieza. Um, maybe Frieza, although one, one thing I'm curious about is whether they would be able to keep F by maximum the hormone, whether there might be some complicated licensing things holding that back. I yeah. mean, we already had the thing with Flo, where either the band's management or the band themselves... Uh, had English versions that they dubbed themselves. Yeah, songs. in case you guys didn't know, didn't realize, haven't seen it, even in the Japanese language track on both the theatrical and the extended cut, uh, it's the English version of Flo's songs, which is 
very in Funimation release. Yeah, and the Funimation release very much takes you out of the experience. So yes, well, let's just notice that it's not in Japanese. Well, that's true. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people didn't notice because the pronunciation is just so bad. All right, so I'm going to start going into crazy stuff here. I think we're going to see Super Saiyan God Vegeta this year. I don't know Ooh. how, where, why, but I think we're going to see him this year because why not? More importantly, what color will his hair be? That's true. I don't know. I'll 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 say blue. Okay. Uh, I think Xenoverse will be a semi-revival for the series on consoles. It's going to have better sales initially than some of the uh, most recent stuff. And this is uh, what Mary's on board with as well. We were talking about this this morning. And then we were also thinking, is this just wishful thinking on our part? Because, yes, while we're interested in really good gameplay, and that's one of the things that's kept Mary away from the games for so long at this point, we're also interested in good storytelling. And I think we have the potential here. We really liked all the stuff that Dragon Ball Online was is bringing to the table in that respect and Xenoverse is pulling in some of that stuff kind of well so uh, I hope that transfers over I hope that's what Bandai Namco is hoping for which is maybe if we give it some time and actually put some effort into something beyond just fighting maybe people will like it so we'll see and sticking with game stuff, I think we'll see a new game announced by the end of the year. It's not going to be called Xenoverse, but it will clearly carry on its torch. So I don't know if it'll be XVI. <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but uh, yes, we will see what is clearly a sequel to Xenoverse in everything but name. Then go back to uh, Dragon Ball Heroes stuff, like you were talking about, Julian. I think the God Mission stuff in Heroes is going to adhere more closely to Dragon Ball Online than Xenoverse is slash will. Like, for example, we've seen the uh, Bardock. Is it the is Time Breaker? Is that what it's called? With he's got the mask that's thing? I, that's what I've seen him called, but I don't actually know what he's called in Korean. Gotcha. Or- Right, right. So we've seen him already teased. Uh, We haven't seen him announced that way for Xenoverse. I'm really curious if they'll bring him in there. But I think Heroes is going to stick with that stuff. Uh, Maybe even the timeline from Dragon Ball Online more so than Xenoverse will, because Xenoverse has already changed things up uh, with age 850 versus age 1000, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Uh, We have some missing characters. Uh, Fu, I believe, is, is the child of Toa and Mira. Is that... The correct understanding there from the future, something like that. And uh, people have been um, wondering. I'm wondering if it's supposed to be Fu or Fu. No, I don't know. I haven't seen it in the, mm-hmm. in the original text. So, gotcha. Like, Fu is in your future, but mm. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen things to that effect. I'm not that knowledgeable about Dragon Ball Online. Right. <laughs> We're missing the right people for that discussion there. But anyways, Universe is missing that kind of stuff. We did just this week from leaks of V-Jump, which we'll be getting to ourselves shortly when we can uh, corroborate the Japanese. Um, it looks like we're seeing who Demigra is. They did not name him, I don't think so. But we did actually get a full character reveal of who that character will be in Dragon Ball Xenoverse, uh, as opposed to the Weekly Jump preview, which was just a chin. <laughs> right. <laughs> to get the this month's V Jump, will have this week's V Jump, will have uh, the full character design sketch for the character. Um, I don't know why I said character like three times in the same sentence. <laughs> anyway, so will Demigra be this? translation sort of of foo or few uh, maybe not maybe entirely separate but i think dragon ball heroes they want as many characters as they can get so maybe they'll pull in even more stuff there um sticking with video games i think <laughs> this is probably pretty safe i think ultimate mission 3 is going to be announced this year and it's going to cover a good ways into the god mission material from heroes and then to wrap things up i don't really talk about funimation a lot here but uh to wrap things up psycho jump will end with the zero fanfare 
I think there will be a collection of miscellaneous Mis- See, I did it again, miscellaneous, miscellaneous Naho Oishi stuff. And again, maybe that's wishful thinking as opposed to what will actually happen. But we have had some Oishi stuff that other than its first publication, we haven't seen. They've been okay with putting some of that stuff in the collected editions of SD123. But those are my predictions. I do have predictions from Heath. Let me read these out real quick. Heath says the horrible experiment known as Dragon Ball Kai will finally end and there is much rejoicing. Toei announces an HD remastering of the series with releases starting in 2016. I think he's got a little bit of wishful thinking there. Uh, Heath also says, following the completion of the Majin Buu arc of Kai in Japan, Funimation finally begins releasing it in North America. That's uh, probably going to be true. Heath says, Xenoverse is so successful that a sequel is announced for 2016. I think most of us are on board for that idea there. Shueisha announces plans to release full-color comics of the beginning of the series in physical print format finally forcing Heath to buy them all. Viz releases more print editions of the full-color comics in their nice large format. Oh, all right, so Heath is against us here. Dragon Ball Heroes will continue to be successful and does something amazingly awesome for its fifth anniversary, although he does not actually say what that might be, so thank you for being very safe in your predictions. Heath says, Shueisha announces slash releases some sort of new guidebook in addition to the standard one that will come out for Revival of F. Yeah, there was a guidebook, then there's also the theatrical program slash guidebook for battle of gods so we have that stuff to look forward to and heath has a couple last things what will not happen no new movie will be announced in 2015 it's a safe bet at this point that we're on a every two years cycle so nothing would be announced until halfway through 2016 heath also says what will not happen no screenings of revival of f in the states and only other international screenings will have been announced by the close of the year and to wrap it up to be a Debbie Downer, no more Dragon Boxes from Funimation. Uh, I actually do have one more prediction of my own, if I could put it in here. Sure, making it really difficult for me to collect them all 365 days from now. That's all right. So Dragon Ball Discross, the, oh, the yeah. little token-based thing that we still haven't covered, will be a surprise gigantic smash hit and we'll be forced to eventually cover it along with everything else. I hope not. But at least at the beginning, apparently there were some machines that were sold out alongside the video game. Oh, yeah? Huh. Yeah. Well, the gimmick of the video game is that it's free to play, but you have to buy these tokens, which are remind me of the yokai medals from Yokai Watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard of Yokai Watch, you should learn about it because it's the latest thing in Japan and it's bigger than Pokemon. So. Yeah, I think we're actually getting in pretty soon. So if you haven't heard of it, then you will be hearing about it soon. But anyway, yeah. So basically, if you do really well, you get perhaps uh, a new token from the game or even a rare thing. But it's the thing is that it makes you buy stuff in order to play it. So, yeah. yeah it's the Japanese way. Didn't they cut down on that? Wasn't there a law passed about chance-based stuff? I'm not sure. Maybe maybe this because it's not exactly chance. Mm. But it's, it's funny because the game unit is actually like built into a wall of Gashapon things. Well, uh, last night on Twitter, I uh, put the ask out for your own predictions. And I was smart this year. I limited. I said one tweet so I don't have to read six in a row from Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> we did get the one obligatory animation one from Jacob. We'll get to that. Uh, I'm not going to read them all. Some of them are joke posts. Maybe I'll read a couple of those here and there. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff here as well. Uh, Caleb says, another release from Funimation. Don't really have to be psychic for that one. I think that's a, a fair thing. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Uh, I think our buddy Josh Kendamu dug up a, a forum response or a tweet somewhere from someone at Funimation saying they're looking at doing a Blu-ray release of the movies this year. That's the interesting thing. When they did the 
double features. They did uh, the Steelbooks. They were DVD and Blu-ray. And then when they did a collected box set release of those, they did them DVD only. So there is still an open market for a Blu-ray re-release of the movies. Maybe they do uh, a new transfer like they've been doing with the Z TV mm. series for the movies this year. I guess I'll toss that on my predictions list since it seems to be mostly confirmed and that gives me a better average. Zero Flame. Unrealistic. Dragon Box reprint. Realistic. Releasing the DBZ Blu-rays like last year, but in head packaging like The Simpsons. Oh, <laughs> so that's okay. what I'm talking about. Have you seen those, Julian? I have not. Uh, so they, they don't fit nicely in your shelf. They're these extravagant <laughs> packaging things like Homer's head that holds the Blu-rays and stuff. It's uh, a pain in the butt. Uh, let's see. Blake says, a new DBZ game for 3DS in North America. we got so many great Game Boy Advance ones, a f- great few, a few great DS ones, but little to no 3DS. I hope it's another RPG. Yeah, I mean, that was back in the era on GBA when uh, who was it? Atari was able to shovel the license out to farmhouses like Webfoot to create original North American original games. Uh, we haven't had that since those days. Uh, mm. And in terms of the portable market in Japan, we've just been getting heroes because it's a proven easy success. So we need something else here. Jacob, Fukatsuno F will have over 70 key animators, but only six animation supervisors. Is that a bad average? I don't know. I don't know. This is he my shtick. You got to talk to Heath. I don't know what you're talking about. See, Jay says no revival of F North American screenings this year, but first confirmation of localization by year's end. Get this one out faster, guys. Uh, Willie says my prediction is that Mike somehow ends up buying yet another version of DBC movie one. He needs to own every copy in existence. That is likely. I have obtained at least one new version of the movie every year for probably the last decade. Let's not break the streak now. Uh, let's see. Navi's Pimp says, Viz releases the rest of the full color manga, but screws up and prints it in black and white. Still sent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Par for the course. Uh, let's see. Shin Gaijin says, unfortunately, I think the end of Dragon Ball Kai will be rushed and a total mess. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, does that mean mm. they just get to a point where crap, we got to wrap this up in one or two episodes and just cram it all together? B says the digital color versions of volumes one through 16 will get physical releases in Japan. North America weeps and uses the three in ones as tissue. <laughs> Well, they're about as wide as tissue. Alex says, not a huge prediction, but 3D screenings of Revival of F will be exclusive to Japan. Yeah, probably. Well, I suppose. I don't know how they're going to work out the distribution of that stuff anyway. So Right, right. Uh, someone named Julian did a couple tweets. I'm going to ignore these. Okay. Um, Jose says, another re-release of DBZ on Blu-ray, but this time in 4x3. I mean, there are those of us out there that are like, this... This is not the product I wanted. I'm not buying this. If you give me the product I wanted, I will buy it. And they continue to tell us that they gave us that with the levels and for whatever reason that didn't work. Well, that just goes back to that same conversation where, well, yeah, when you announce a new product two months after you just finished the last product, why would anyone trust you for anything ever? Yes. Um, Well, who's going to buy it if they already have it, right? Only the collectors. Anthony says more trunks. Okay. Yeah, I need to buy a few more pairs myself. Uh, Kyle says Dragon Ball Z Kai, the final chapters from Funimation, home release, and TV broadcasts. I think that's probably what we're looking at. Although the question there is, since they've already started Kai, 
like we were talking about Julian, will they wait right. until they get to Boone, air it in sequence, or will they jump somewhere along the way? Uh, that's Question. what I've got. This has been the first podcast in a while. I'm not used to recording in the morning, so my voice is like, what are you doing? And Julian, it's 1230 in the morning for you, or night, <laughs> I guess. So let's yes. wrap it up, dude. All right. Well, it was good getting to do a podcast again, and I hope all of you listening are pleased to hear us as well. We are happy to be here. Again, can't guarantee schedules, that kind of stuff. Uh, no, we're finally off the holiday cycle so maybe we can get back into a groove again but julian your time zone and my time zone this one extra hour just makes things not as easy as it usually is but hopefully i can jump back on with heath and jake at some point along the way too you want to talk real quick about anything you got in the hopper uh yes well i'm uh working on preparing some stuff for maximum the hormone and f get that out of the way before the movie comes out Mm. and there's Odds and ends here and there. I'm still trying to find a cheaper copy of the 1997 number one issue of uh, Wired Japan, which has an interview with Toriyama with some interesting content. But, you know, $100, that's a lot. Well, that's an important number. I hate tossing this stuff out there, but uh, we've made a big jump in how she was running in anticipation of what Heath has been uh, slaving back over again. Hopefully you've been seeing some of the previews he's been talking about on Twitter and on the forum. That's the wiki. He's guaranteeing 2015 this year. I know we said this exactly oh boy. last year. <laughs> But um, so at this point, again, I hate to say it, we're basically running about $100 to $150 behind costs every month right now. Um, So any stuff that you guys toss our way is so incredibly appreciated. I recognize, acknowledge, and apologize for being so far behind on updating the uh, donation list on the website Part of that is stuff just, it's been helpful, but it hasn't covered things lately. So I do want to mention it here. I don't want to mention it again for a while, but I think it's important to toss that out there that Konzenshu is not our jobs. This is not what we do for a living. It's what we do on the side because we love Dragon Ball so much and we love providing what we can provide. Uh, but the monetary <laughs> contribution, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, it's a living wage at this point that Konzenshu costs. So anything that anyone can do to help out. There are things we yeah. could do. Um, I'm really hesitant to run things like a Kickstarter or a Patreon, even a Patreon at this point, because we can't guarantee regular content because this is not our job. And also because Dragon Ball is not an intellectual property that we own. So we always try to avoid doing any kind of commitment stuff on that level. So just let that information be known right now and uh, whatever you can do to help. We so incredibly appreciate from the bottom of our hearts. Indeed. Um, I just mentioned what Heath is working on, uh, wiki stuff and Every once in a while, he updates Dragon Ball Kai, I guess, on the website somewhere. Uh, I'm keeping up on news. Julie and I was actually diving back into that Victory Mission section because I guess we haven't mentioned, but um, Victory Mission moved over as bonus unlockable content over in the uh, Weekly Jump Plus app. So Mm. we have wonderful, clean digital copies of everything. So I can stop scanning (laughs) the V-Jump issues. Well, there's Uh, some of the bonus stuff that has Yeah, that's true. There's some of the bonus stuff. But uh, we do, now that we have kind of this closed end portion to the series i think that's a good time to go back and just totally wrap up that whole session that we've been promising for a year yeah at this point well we thought it was going to be soon and then we got dumped on with another huge news thing a while back so yeah basically we're working on stuff there's cool stuff coming uh 20 what year is this 2015 (laughs) i think it's going to be an exciting year i'm looking forward to it so that's julian over there my name is mike we got heath we got jake off in the ether somewhere uh plugging away at things 
for all of them, for all the folks that join us, all our friends and family here at Konzenshu. We appreciate your patronage and we look forward to having you uh, listen to us again, reading our words, all that stuff. I'm running out of things to say. Julian, wrap it up. Yes. Thank you for listening to this new 2015 edition of Konzenshu, the podcast. We're not going anywhere and we hope to be giving you a lot more to listen to this year. So stay with us. See you around. Well, actually, we won't see you, see you, but please, please keep downloading. Thank you. Oh no. Keep recording. Hang up and okay, call back. Okay. Okay, okay. I will go to recording and hang up. <laughs>